Welcome back everyone to the JD Dragon Podcast and today we're going to be talking about the Commonwealth Games. So as you know, I'm an Australian and Australia is one of the 54 members of the British Commonwealth of Nations. And so the Commonwealth Games is an international sporting competition held every four years with next year's games being held in Birmingham, England and the 2026 games after that being held in Kigali, Rwanda between the 54 members of the British Commonwealth. And so, the Commonwealth Games is the first ever international sporting competition to have a fully integrated parasports program, unlike the Paralympics, for example. And this means that there is no separate event for the for para athletes. And if a para athlete were to were to partake in the swimming competition, like the para swimming competition. They would contribute to their nation's medal tally in exactly the same way as if a non, if, a, if an athlete without a disability were to partake in that exact same event. And so, okay, you're probably wondering, well, how did this amazing idea, this amazing initiative to integrate athletes with disabilities into the mainstream competition come about? Well, that way to turn back the clock and explain. It was at the 1994 Commonwealth Games, held, which were held in Victoria, Canada, where athletes for, disab- athletes for people with disabilities were introduced. However, it wasn't until the 2002 Manchester Games, where para-athletes were fully integrated into their national, into their country's national team. And this made the 2002 Games the first ever inclusive international multi-sporting competition. And so a total of 20 countries sent both male and female para-athletes to compete in 10 sporting events, which were athletics, lawn bowling, swimming, table tennis, and weightlifting. With, and so, in case you were wondering who won the first ever Parasport medal, well, it was Canadian Chantel Petit, Chantel Petit Clerc. And so, today, the Parasports were at the Cobalt Games Parasports programs must, at the very least, consist of the following compulsory sporting events para swimming, or to use the full name, para aquatics, para athletics, para lawn bowling, and para powerlifting. So as mentioned before, the the 2002 Manchester Games was where parasports really took off, and the 2014 Glasgow Games included 14 para events across five sports, which were para athletics, para aquatics, para powerlifting, para track cycling, para lawn bowling. The largest Commonwealth Games para sports program was that of the 2018 Gold Coast Games, hosted in Queensland, Australia. There were just 300 para-athletes 
and 30 events across seven sports, which were athletics, swimming, lawn bowling, powerlifting, track cycling, the paratriathlon, which made its debut at the 2018 Games, and the T54 wheelchair marathon. And the athletics and swimming programs actually doubled in size from their 2014 counterparts. I hope you enjoyed learning about the Commonwealth Games and their fully integrated parasports program. I would like to personally thank the British Commonwealth of Nations for this incredible idea, this incredible achievement, and really this massive milestone in the history of accessible sports and the rights of people with disabilities and how we can help them raise awareness about their achievements, especially the well, the sporting fields, the sporting area. Because sports really does bring the whole world together. It brings athletes and or just people of different abilities, different races, different religions and different nationalities together. And I feel that like the Commonwealth of Nations have really done an incredible job of fully integrating people with disabilities into the mainstream sporting competition and I can't wait to see what the Birmingham Games brings us. So yeah, I can't wait for, 20, for 2022 and the Birmingham Games. So I hope you enjoy your evening or morning wherever you are and see you next episode. Bye.